Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash nuclear revenge video. Today, we've got a couple crazy stories, but first, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. That said, our first story of the day is my girlfriend pretends to be insecure. There haven't been that many threads of manipulative partners, so seeing this one made me think back to my ex. It hasn't been too long since we broke up, so this is a sign I need to talk about it. I'm a 23 year old female and I got into a relationship with a girl I had a crush on for a long time when I turned 20. Let's call her Maddie. Maddie was 22 at the time and she worked in a fast food joint not too far from where I went to college. I had known her before then as we went to rival high schools but at the time it was taboo to even speak to each other and I was in a comfortable place on the social ladder that I didn't feel like ruining over a tiny little crush. But a tiny little crush grew to be much bigger, lasting longer than I expected. Our first interaction happened after my friend's double dog dared me after a drunken night to speak to my crush. I went in the next day and got nearly $200 worth of food for my friends and me just to get her to notice me. She wasn't serving our table so it was pretty hard, but after beating around the bush for long enough, I finally walked up to her and introduced myself, asking for a date. Maddie gave me the dirtiest look and let me know she didn't have time for my crap. Now, being a queer woman with the worst gaydar on earth was already bad enough, but then I also have a bad fear of being rejected, and everything I was so scared of happening happened on the same day. I went home with my tail tucked between my legs and was really sad, and for the next few weeks, I completely stayed away from the restaurant. It was almost a month later when Maddie DM'd me on Instagram, inviting me to a picnic party. I didn't want to go initially because I was still hurt about how she rejected me, but then I thought about it again. I still had a massive crush on her and she slid into my DMs to invite me instead of just asking one of our mutual friends to invite me. I must have either have meant something to her or she just wanted to apologize in person. She didn't apologize, but she was almost always around me at the picnic party, which was nice. At a point, we even held hands. She pulled me into a corner and we smoked together, after which she kissed me and handed me a piece of paper with her number written in pink ink with the nicest floral perfume sprayed on it. It was such a manic pixie dream girl moment and I decided I was completely head over heels for her right then. Gay relationships move pretty quickly but ours didn't. We didn't even start being official until almost four or five months after that picnic party, but we hung out a lot and made out whenever we got the chance. I would have gladly have called her my girlfriend, but Maddie didn't think it was the right time. Despite being two years younger and not having a job, I was the one who paid for all of our dates. I didn't think anything of it at the time, but Maddie never even reached for the bill after we would eat or do an activity. She never even pushed it away. She just stared at me with one eyebrow raised. I exhausted most of my savings by the third month of our dating and had to get a job so I could pay for more things because that's what I did. The relationship wasn't all terrible, besides the fact that I was going bankrupt trying to prove my love to Maddie. 
It was everything you expect a young relationship to be. Very bedroom charged and passionate and fun to be in. We went everywhere together, being known among our friends as that couple. The ones that were always down each other's throats in public places without regard for who was around. By the time my 21st birthday rolled around, I was done with university and had just gotten my first apartment. I started to notice weird things about Maddie from the time that I really had things going on for me that weren't just our relationship. From the time that I really had to start focusing on my final exams, I let her know that I would be insanely busy, but I would love it if she occasionally popped my little bubble to check up on me. She didn't. From the day I started my exams until the day I finished, I only got calls from my family members and my cousin, who's also my best friend. I didn't think much of it because my brain made up excuses for me that she was too busy working her butt off, so she wouldn't miss too much during the time I was busy or something else. I didn't once think that she was out cheating on me with her ex that she apparently hated but had to endure because they were roommates. Till I paid her a surprise visit and found them basically tangled together. I was very hurt but Maddie came to me crying after, saying that she was intoxicated and her roommate slash ex forced herself on her. I wholeheartedly believed her, even threatening to help her call the cops and stand as a witness if there was a need to, but she shrugged it off saying that there was no need for it. I was super shocked, but what does one do in such a case but support the victim? After my graduation, I moved out of the dorms into my own place, and my parents helped support me by gifting me their old car and a few of their unopened fine china dishware. I was beyond elated and called Maddie over to celebrate my new place and to help finish moving. She didn't come till two days later with some weed and a bottle of wine, scowling the entire time. When I asked why she was so upset, she burst into tears and let me know that she didn't trust me enough to live on my own because there was a possibility that I would cheat on her with all the free space. There were a lot of emotions, a shouting match, and the most tears I've ever seen at once. And the day ended with me profusely apologizing for giving the impression that I would cheat and asking her to move in with me just to prove my loyalty. That was the biggest mistake of my life. My best friend thought so too, complaining that just when she thought I got my brain back and stopped spending everything I owned on her, got a job and saved enough for a place, but it was obvious that I'd been swept back into the madness again. Funny enough, I did see reason with her. I just felt helpless and really just wanted my relationship to work. Maddie moved in and my house was no longer mine, but completely hers. She took over every inch of the one-bedroom apartment, imprinting herself all over the walls and everything. I didn't even have a say in decor because she had done something new by the time I got home from work. It was even sadder because we had differing aesthetics, and pretty soon I was uncomfortable in my own home. I started spending a lot of time with my cousin after work because we worked at the same place together, and we would often hotbox in her car in the parking lot before going our separate ways. Randomly, Maddie barged into my work to ask about the witch that gets me high and screws me after work, and she was screaming her head off. I was so embarrassed because I work at a publishing firm, and the only things separating everyone were thick slabs of cardboard. Other than that, everyone could hear everything, and the entire office heard my girlfriend accusing me of cheating and getting high after work. After getting her laugh in, my cousin helped me tide the situation over, but I got called into work and was asked to perform a mandatory drug test which I thankfully pulled off and almost even got a suspension. Maddie didn't speak to me for days. 
and when I finally decided to bring up the situation, she burst into tears and asked me how she was supposed to cope with the fact that I could be out cheating on her. I didn't really know what I did to make my girlfriend so insecure, but I was determined to fix it. No matter what I did though, Maddie was always insecure about something or the other. It seemed like all I was doing was making her even more scared. I sent her my location every couple of hours, called her right after sending it, even if I was in the same place, and came straight home after work. Even then, she wasn't happy, always finding some new way to blow things out of proportion. Let's take a few back seats so I can mention that Maddie didn't have a job and we spent nearly everything I made, save for the tiny bit I could save and rent, and she didn't contribute to anything concerning the cost of living. After her 24th birthday rolled around, I decided to have a difficult talk with her, letting her know that I couldn't keep paying for both of our lifestyles, especially as hers was a little more expensive than mine and I needed her to get a job to support herself. She was livid, accusing me of spending my money on a new girlfriend and it was the only reason why I couldn't spend on her like I was supposed to. I think it was at this point that my eyes started to open up more and I understood what my cousin had been telling me about. I realized then that Maddie was a bit of a witch and it hurt me a lot. She did get a job not too long after. It shocked me how easy it was for her to get it, but she only spent her paychecks on herself leaving me to pay rent and buy groceries on my own. On a random day, I was feeling really sick at work, so I only did half a day and decided to go home during lunchtime rest, only to find my door open. I was scared that my house had been broken into, only to find that my girlfriend was busy cheating on me with the same person she accused of assaulting her. The doors were wide open, but there was a bong in the corner, so chances were they didn't hear me coming. I took a video for evidence purposes, and I intended to alert them, but on a second note, I decided against it. I left to my cousin's place instead where I had a spare key and cried the entire afternoon. When I did my findings, it turned out that Maddie's insecurity was an elaborate cover so I wouldn't figure anything. She'd been cheating on me for a long freaking time. I planned to just show Maddie the video and give her a week to move out, but my best friend had other ideas. For the first time, I let her take the lead, silencing the sensible voice in my head. Now, Maddie has always been a casual druggie. Not just weed, but the occasional cocaine, meth, sometimes heroin. You would never know, because she cleaned up nice, and only did it every other weekend at social settings. The thing was, I had pictures of her doing some of these drugs. Not of my own will, but because she asked me to do it for documentation purposes. My cousin knew about these pictures, and she decided that it would be a great idea to compile them into a slideshow presentation. During this time, I was pretending things were fine between Maddie and I, but everything I ever felt for her was gone. I was also slowly moving my things over to my cousin's so that after our little revenge plan had taken place, I wouldn't need to see Maddie's face again. She, Maddie, had hit her six-month mark at work and would be taken off probation after she did a really important presentation. It was nice to see her worked up about something and I even offered to help. My cousin and I had been waiting for the right time to show the evidence we had against Maddie and her work presentation was perfect. After she had finished her presentation and gone to sleep, I took the flash drive and exchanged the information inside, putting it safely back into her bag after I was done. Did I feel guilty? Yes, incredibly. 
But then again, Maddie had been the worst to me, so she deserved it. As expected, she lost her job and came home to find an eviction note and the shock of me having completely moved out, leaving a note where I asked her never to contact me again, attached to printed pictures of her cheating trist. Maddie went to jail for a bit, I don't know how long, and I don't care. But I hear she's back together and living with the person she cheated on me with. In the end, I appreciate that no repercussions came OP's way, and that honestly it sounded like the nice clean split that OP needed totally jumbled Maddie's cheating, lying life around and basically chewed him up and spat them out in a place where not only are they assured that they're done with OP, but they don't want to go back. If you found out that a partner that you were crazy for and did so much for over the course of multiple years had been cheating on you the entire time, would you want to try to do something to get revenge against them or would you rather just cut them off? I mean, obviously it seems like there's a slightly healthier option, but wouldn't you want to get back at them? Find some way to get back at them? Let me know in the comments down below. That said, our final story of the day is I stole my ex-boyfriend's jewelry. My boyfriend and I lived together for most of college. It was love at first sight for the two of us. I saw him in like. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Instantly, he felt the same way, but we didn't start dating until weeks after. We got talking and realized our parents were exes. His mom and my dad dated back in high school. They came from the same community and were in love with each other. It was so surreal because we were both aware of our parents' love story. When he told his hippie mom, she said it may be fate and that since she and my dad didn't marry, we probably would. Call me weird or a hopeless romantic, but it seemed like a great love story for me too. We started dating and got a place together in sophomore year. I was obsessed with my boyfriend. I always wanted to be with him, to be around him and stay connected to him. All of his friends rolled their eyes whenever we showed each other affection publicly. He was touchy-feely so we were always together. Unlike me, my boyfriend had a life separate from mine in college. He was president and an active member of different communities for black students. He had an active social life, but I hardly had any friends of my own. All the people I called friends whilst in school were his friends, not mine. While my boyfriend and I appeared to be a couple that was crazy about each other and can't keep their hands off each other, we had a serious problem in our relationship. My boyfriend was a chronic cheat. He cheated so much in our relationship that I spend 60% of my time with him quarreling about yet another cheating situation. It was exhausting having to fight him all the time about cheating. At some point, I was in a love triangle with him and this other girl. I was very close to leaving, but she was uncomfortable with him having a girlfriend, and since he refused to break up with me, she ended it. One of his episodes that stood out for me was when I went home for a weekend, and he invited his girlfriend over to where we lived, 
She stayed all weekend, and just as they were leaving the building to his car with her bags, my taxi pulled up to the front of the building and I saw them. I jumped out of the taxi and went straight to her to attack her. I pulled her hair and bit her on the arm. Unfortunately, she was stronger. She hit me on the head and I fell to the ground. My wicked ex-boyfriend left me there and took her to the airport while I lay on the ground, feeling weak and depleted. It wasn't until he left that my neighbor found me lying on the floor and drove me to the hospital with the help of the taxi guy. The taxi guy was irritated and asked if I was going to get back together with my ex. I told him I could never. My neighbor was pleased because she smiled faintly and tapped me on the back. I know she'd heard us fighting many times about his constant infidelity. When my neighbor took me home, they told my mom what had happened. My parents were not so thrilled that I was living with my boyfriend anyway, so my mom made a call to her old friend who taught at my school, and she offered to let me stay in her guest house for as long as I needed to. I packed a bag and ignored the pleas from my ex. I told him I was done, and at that time I meant it. I stayed in the professor's guest room for a month. It was heart-wrenching not having any friend I could at least confide in. There was no one to come over and comfort me. I was miserable. I was even more miserable when two weeks after I left the house we stayed in, my ex started dating the girl in the love triangle. I was so sad thinking of how happy she would have been to hear that my ex and I were no longer together. I cried and cried. One day, I was tempted to call my ex, and I did. I pretended to be drunk so it would look like I just drunk dialed him. Where are you? He asked alarmed. Do you need me to come to get you? I was so flattered that he cared. I hung up and switched my phone off. The next morning he was waiting right at my spot in school. He was right under a bench under a huge tree. I love that spot because of how exclusive it was. People rarely hung out there. It was mostly me and sometimes my ex and I sitting there to talk or study in between classes. He looked up and saw me, but I turned around and started to walk away. He chased me and caught me and said, What happened last night? I said, I don't know what you're talking about. He said, You look fine. How did you deal with your hangover? I said, Leave me alone. Fine, he said. I just wanted to make sure you're okay. You never drink that much. I was worried. I shrugged and said, I guess I was dealing with a lot. Do you want to come back home? He asked me. Why? Don't you have your new girlfriend living with you? He said, Nope. She's not. She has her place. I know you know that. Look, I miss you and I love you. It's always been you. You know that. He kissed me lightly on the lip. That was all I needed. That evening, I told the professor I was going back to my boyfriend's the next day. Call it my stupid belief in fate, or that some supernatural powers had brought us together, or I'd simply read too many romance novels where the guy starts as a monster and then suddenly metamorphoses into the sweetest being ever. I went back the next morning and my ex was happy to see me. I told him he had to end it with the other girl. He called her and ended it while I watched. I was happy that we could finally put her behind us. She'd always been in the background somewhere and it annoyed me. I also knew that it wasn't just sex for him. He liked her, which bothered me even more. When he told her that it was over, I thought the worst had ended. We could finally put the past behind us and he'll go on to be the boyfriend of my dreams. When we got back together, I decided to make new friends. I remembered how miserable I felt when we weren't together and decided I needed my friends who were not his friends. I met someone later that month who was quite cool. She was a freshman who loved reading just like me. She made fun of my love for romance books and I couldn't understand why she would only read thrillers and self-help books. We connected and became good friends. 
I invited her over often and visited her in her dorm room often. We clicked so well despite our differences. I finally had someone to talk to about stuff. I told her about my relationship with my boyfriend and she was stunned. She said, if you were my friend then, I would never have let you go back to him. Wow. I hated that she said that. It made me feel like I was a loser for getting back together with my boyfriend. So you think I'm a loser for getting back together with him? I asked her. No, I think he's a loser for stepping out on you. You're a beautiful woman and he fumbled like that? Nah. I smiled and let it go. I know what you mean, but he's never getting away with that ever again. I don't even think he'd do that anymore. I think we're way past that and he seems a lot more mature these days. I also told her that I suspect he was acting out because his mom died. She said, I understand that you're trying to be understanding and that's great, but his mom's death is no excuse for him to disrespect you. Even if that was the reason, you don't have to sit around and tolerate it. The year my ex and I moved in together, his mom had died. She'd been struggling with a terminal illness since he was in high school and they had spent so much on her treatment. His mom was financially comfortable before her health deteriorated, but her illness stressed and drained them financially. When she died, she left them their house, but he had to give it up since he couldn't afford to pay the mortgage on it. He and his sister got some of her possessions that were quite priced, like artworks and gold jewelry. He sold the artwork and kept the pieces of jewelry away in the safe for life after graduation. While that conversation with my friend made me upset for a bit, I needed to have that conversation with my friend that day. Our friendship deepened, and it helped me spend less time worrying about what my ex was doing with his time. I also became less obsessed with hinging my happiness to the state of my relationship with my ex. She invited me to meet some of her friends, and I soon made new acquaintances through her. Our friendship was going well, until I noticed the sharp change in her relationship with me. She started avoiding me and when I would visit her, she would say as little as she could to me. She replied to me in monosyllables and our conversations lacked depth. I was quite worried about it, so I told my boyfriend that my friend was acting strange. He brushed it off. Girls can be dramatic, he said nonchalantly. I said, well, I need to know what's going on. I'm worried she's my best friend. He frowned. I'm not your best friend? I rolled my eyes at him and said, I'm just going to ask her. I mean, we didn't even have an argument or anything. I want to know if I said or did something wrong. You don't have to ask, he said, and kissed my cheek. Who cares what the deal is? Let her be. I nodded, but I didn't agree and made a mental note to ask her later. I wanted to do it in person, so I went to her dorm and knocked. Can we talk? I asked when she opened it. Outside? She agreed and went out with me. I said, you've been avoiding me and I want to know why. She said, I have not. I said, don't lie to me, please. Don't make me feel stupid. She sighed and apologized, then said, I don't know how to tell you this. Well, your boyfriend's been hitting on me. I could not believe my ears. What? I asked. My face could not even register my shock. I hadn't even fully processed what she said. She said, yes. The last time I was in your house for that Halloween party, he tried to kiss me. He's been hitting on me via text and I've been ignoring him. Why didn't you tell me, I asked, disappointed that she would keep something like that from me. I know how attached you are to your boyfriend, she said. I would have to say anything to you and have you not believe me. I believe you, I assured her. My ex had cheated on me with almost all the girls in his clique anyway. It wasn't so unbelievable that he was hitting on my friend. I wish you had told me, I said to her. 
I didn't deserve to be left in the dark just because she thought I was too attached to my boyfriend to believe her. I left her that day feeling horrible. I had spent nearly all my years in college loving a guy that didn't care about me or respect me. It wasn't enough that he had put me through so much. He also hit on my friend and tried to ruin the only friend I'd managed to make in school. I got home that evening feeling depleted and sad. I had tolerated too much in that relationship and I wished I'd left earlier. I got in and noticed a bright pink purse on the kitchen counter. I ran into the bedroom and my ex was there making out with the girl he broke up with right before me. I screamed and ran to the kitchen. I badly wanted to hurt him with something, maybe a wooden spoon or a pan. He managed to run out leaving the girl behind. She looked scared when I turned around and saw her. I didn't care about her. She wouldn't be there if my ex hadn't invited her. I told him I was going to be at the library and brought her in. It had to be that he especially enjoyed the fear of being caught because he could have gone to her house. I threw her purse at her and she ran out of the house. I thought for so long about what to do to mess with my ex. The pieces of jewelry his mom gave him were my best bet. I went into the room and dialed in the safe's code. They were carefully wrapped in a big brown envelope. I took it out and kept it in my purse, jumped in my car, and drove away. I kept driving until I found somewhere deserted. I walked a bit farther into the woods, threw the parcel there, and drove back home. He was still not back when I returned, so I called my friend and told her what I had seen. She came over and helped me move all of my stuff from the house. My ex didn't notice his jewelry was missing until nearly two months later when he tried to get me arrested. Funnily, he didn't call me after what happened that day. He was probably glad I left, so I didn't feel at all for what I did. I never told my friend though. I knew she would try to convince me to return there and retrieve the parcel. I know some people might wonder why I didn't sell it, but it's because it wasn't safe to do so. I could have been caught. Plus, I didn't do it because I needed the money. I just wanted to punish him. I'd hope someone who needed the money found it and sold it though. Do you guys think, considering what OP did here, there's like a time period where it would become acceptable to tell them where the jewelry actually is? You know, if granted somebody didn't stumble across it and grab it up already. Like, say like a couple years later, they're finally like, okay, here's the jewelry, it's it's so-and-so. Maybe try to send it anonymously too. On second thought, maybe you should just let it go because you don't really want to implicate yourself there. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast. And I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher.